I hope you enjoy this episode with Automatic Jack. We sat down to talk about just all sorts of stuff regarding WoW, his streaming career, visiting Sloot up in Canada. It was an absolute blast. Enjoy what you're about to hear. Feel free to post questions on Discord, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, whatever tickles your fancy, and I'll see you on the other side of this episode. Guys, thanks for stopping back by again today. I've got with me uh, someone... I've got with me... Let me start over. That oof, that was terrible. You know what, Jack? I'm just going to call the whole thing. That was a terrible introduction. All right. All right. Oh, boy. It was fun. It was a good chance. Okay, it was a good later. try. Later. Ooh. Ooh, that was terrible. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, ladies and gentlemen... I have with me to wait. Where was your where was your camera? <laughs> we your called camera. it. All right, we called it. <laughs> oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, I have with me today the man himself, Automatic Jack. Uh, he is with me today. We're going to be sitting down and talking about him, what he's been up to. I think the last time you and I spoke one on one was uh, back in February of this year, so it's been about ten months, and a lot's gone on. In the past 10 months, but Jack, do me a quick favor, introduce yourself, let people know who you are, where you can be found online, what's going on, sell yourself, make it pretty. Not only to you, but to everyone. Yeah, I mean, you're the uh, audience. <laughs> All two people listening. Easy. Uh, I'm Automatic Jack. Uh, I stream on Twitch, make YouTube videos, commentate the MDI, all kinds of other cool stuff. So it's all at Automatic Jack, J A K. Um, what, what happened to the C? And write the guides on Wow. I dropped the C. C is silent, you know. What happened to the C? <laughs> the C not good enough for you? Unbelievable. I didn't see it. Oh, oh, you clever man. You didn't see it? Huh? Huh? Listen, <laughs> thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping back by. Thanks for being here, man. So, of course. a lot has happened since the last time you and I spoke. It has been about 10 months. Uh, we're, mm. we're like less than two weeks out from Christmas. And it has been an eventful 10 months for uh, you and World of Warcraft players as a whole. This is not a podcast specifically about WoW. I try to keep it as focused as I can on the individual. Like, you know, what's going on with you? How, you're in the, how are your Twitch channels going? You know, I, I want to give you an opportunity and a platform. But... I think you and I are probably going to talk a little bit about World of Warcraft. Call it a hunch. Because you're, you're pretty involved with the game, I hear. I like, you know, I like playing the game. You, you might dibble-dabble around with some things from time to time. That's right. You're, you're, a heavy, you're a heavy tank player, right? You're all about the tanking, is that correct? <laughs> Big Healy boy. Big <laughs> you, you have, do you have every class, every healing class at 120, I should say? Uh, except for Druid. I've got two Priests, um, and then one, one Shaman, Pally, and Monk. What? What happened? What happened to the Druid? Uh, Not your playstyle. I, I just wasn't really enjoying it in raids, and, uh... Do you, do you have... Do you enough every week, so... <laughs> do you have any kind of, um, working relationship or friendly relationship with Jay? That would be... Um, I mean, we talk every now and then. Okay, I just didn't know if you guys, like, spoke often, if he gave you a hard time for not playing Druid or not. Nah, I give him a hard time for not playing Priest, then easy. <laughs> you still, I was about to bring up, you still play Priest primarily, correct? Yeah, um, 
usually since my main's now in EU, a lot of times I'll be playing priest earlier in the day, and mm-hmm. then I have my NA priest as well as uh, my monk. So I'll push keys usually on like my priest on in like the early hours, the EU friendly hours, and then in the evenings. Uh, if it's a good push week, if there are people on and stuff like that, then I'll start pushing on um, my misweaver. So you just referenced something that I was going to bring up later, so I'll just jump into it now. Up until mm-hmm. I would say uh, it, it was it was toward the end of Legion, you swapped to EU service. Is that correct, or was it a little bit earlier in Legion? Yeah, usually around the end of Legion. Okay. Why? What well, like you you're you know you're a North American resident. What was the allure, the attraction? To, to transition to the EU service, you, not that you've abandoned your North American account, but was a brand new EU account, correct? So you had to, you know, level up start a character, over. start all over, more or less. Like, what was the what was the attraction there? What was the reasoning? Uh, probably it's attraction, you know. Listen, I understand smile. he's very attractive. He's a bald, bearded <laughs> man. I know. Trust me. But so it, it was. It was your relationship with with Slute. Is that what you're saying? Like the wanting to play yeah, more I mean, with him. I was. I was finishing up college. Uh, I just graduated in May, and I was looking at, well, what if I'm stepping up raid hours and giving it a shot to raiding, you know, that more hardcore life of raiding every single day till the boss falls over type thing. Mm. And uh, his guild needed healers at the same time, and he asked me about it, and just seems to kind of make sense. Would would you say, I mean, this is something that people have heard for years and years, but would you say that the player base for Europe is a bit sturdier, so to speak, when it comes to PvE content, your rating, your Mythic Plus, etc.? Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot more people who are interested in more hardcore content, but also people who are willing to put in more time, more hours, mm-hmm. I think is a lot of it. Like, Mythic Plus-wise, you're able to find groups that will be able to go for like seven or eight hours at a time you know seven to eight hours yeah so like the last week of mythic plus was really good not this fortified teaming nightmare but um the previous tyrannical bursting skittish thing is what it was and you know five out of the seven days four out of the seven days something like that people were more than happy to stay on the entire time and push keys into the evening for us but it was into like three or four in the morning for them you know mm-hmm. what do you what do you think the the difference is like is it a mentality thing is it a culture thing like why, why do you find that people in eu are just more willing and more capable of, of doing that level of content for so long uh i think it's the, part of the interest is quite a bit higher um whether it's you know maybe school winding down or work hours actually having breaks and stuff like that that people are able to actually take time to be able to Siestas. spend it on their holidays or on their hobbies or anything like that it definitely could be a big impact too mm-hmm. so uh, i think would you having a wealth of people who are interested in the hardcore content and in progressing in the hardcore content mm-hmm. at a much higher representation but you use also i think a lot less tribal than us can I think U.S. is pretty tight-knit. Like, you'll have a lot of people who are playing with their guildies. You'll have right. a lot of times where everyone sticks with, like, their same Mythic Plus group all the time and doesn't really change it up that much. Do you find that it's easier to complete high-level keys on Europe, then? Is that is that more or less what you're saying at this point? I don't know about easier. I think it's easier to find groups, for sure, and okay. start building up groups. Um, well, I think that there's... 
definitely there's definitely a lot of talent between NA and EU. I think just having a broader base of players who are interested in the content to begin with and who are interested in pushing and more people are interested in learning, all kinds of things like that. It right. makes it quite a bit easier to actually get to that point where you're able to say, all right, let's start building up groups and start working on progressing on keys. Have have you had any difficulties transitioning to the E-Realms, whether they be language barriers or anything along those lines, or has it been pretty pretty typical, pretty, pretty easy going, so to speak? Uh, it hasn't been too bad. I've had couple a couple russian groups a couple italian groups from time to time where there's definitely been like a language barrier they switch into russian halfway through the run the dungeon and don't switch <laughs> back right <laughs> it's been interesting That's... but you know you start learning you start learning context and everything like that new experiences oh my, my uh we, we were speaking right before the um right before the recording started that my older sister Callie Kara. some of you may know her she played a monk we leveled up to 110 back in Legion. Anyway, she just moved to Germany about a year ago, and she doesn't know how to speak German. She just, you know, she has to go over there and learn it and whatnot. I can imagine that's got to be difficult, whether you're doing it in person like her or online like you, especially like in the heat of the moment, something goes wrong, a bad pull or whatever. Like, have you had a situation like that where, like, in a frantic state, someone starts speaking in a language you just don't understand, and you just do the best that you can to recover the group or whatever the case may be? Yeah, like someone's angry or someone's upset <laughs> about something or other and yeah <laughs> oh my goodness man so both of your characters in or both of your primary characters uh na and eu they're both over 2000 raider.io is that correct yep okay this is uh 24 and then 24 22 something like that I'm going to need yeah. you to start carrying me first and foremost okay <laughs> form a line behind me everybody I, I want you to take a moment, if you don't mind. I'm sure you talk about this all the time on your stream. And again, he gave you guys a stream uh, before the the real, you know, the bulk of the interview began. Check this guy out. He genuinely knows what he's doing when it comes to PVE, rating, Mythic Plus, etc. But if you if you could, just for a brief moment, a minute or two, whatever the case may be, what is what what are some of the expectations? What can people do? To start not getting to twenty four hundred per se because that's a whole another that's a whole other another beast. But what can people start doing to you know start breaking into their tens, those elevens, those twelves, or whatever the case may be, so that they're not stuck at that five, six, seven, eight level. They can start getting those max rewards out of their chests. I think first and foremost, um, you kind of have to get out of like pug hell, pretty much, where you're mm. always trying to find a brand new group, and it kind of seems like you're teaching people all over again, or you're with people who are learning new things all over again. There's a lot of people who have the interest in finding those consistent groups for whatever role. I know sure. tanks who are looking for consistent groups, DPS who are, etc. So it's not something that's unique just to healers. But I think first and foremost, build, trying to work on building a network of people that you can kind of rely on, that you enjoy playing with, have a good attitude, who... Um, able to at least learn quickly or it looks like they have good damage good knowledge of their own class things like that and that's really what i've done to be able to push keys is not necessarily having the same group all the time but building a consistent enough uh squad or people that i can draw upon to be able to run keys with I are there any probably one of the best way to do it are there any good discord servers that you'd know of off the top of your head for people to, to find communities like that that may already be established in some sense 
They've had some depending on like the region. Um, there's one for NA, I think, which also has like a Raider IO requirement that you have mm-hmm. to like sign in and everything like that with their, their bot to be able to register properly. Um, so like the higher you go, the more common it is to find those. Mm-hmm. But I think in a lot of cases, you're probably best off um, going, going after those groups that look to be more dedicated, that look to be, you know, this group's going to be pushing more consistently. This group is going to be interested in running multiple dungeons back to back. And then you start seeing you complete the group and maybe you're going to have a poor experience with a couple of the members, but then you start saying, well, that guy was really good. That guy had a good attitude. You know, he was playing well. He stopped that mob that was about to run into the group and he succeeded in time, kind of things like that. And you slowly start working on building up your own groups. And then you can start picking and choosing, you know, people who, you want to be running with more consistently mm-hmm. it would be more successful so speaking of attitude i think this is i think this is a really good you know a topic or really, really something really important to bring up so you're obviously incredibly accomplished when it comes to playing your healers you know playing through mythic plus you're rating you know at, at the highest levels and so on and so forth attitude how important is attitude versus skill or understanding or something along those lines like would you Someone who's in the mix prefers someone who's, say, operating at 90% with a hungry, you know, um, longing for learning attitude? Or would you rather have someone operating at 110% who can't be told a thing? Like, what's the importance there when it comes to those super high-level keys? What, what, what's your preference? It's definitely going to be attitude. I mean, you're going to scuff keys no matter what people say. I mean, you're going to have issues with runs you're going to have failures and runs and you know if you want to be able to pick yourself back up get it back together you need to at least to be able to have people that are for one you're gonna be able to tolerate for mm-hmm. a couple hours at a time you know i think it's one of those things that the more that you're getting into the dungeons the more that you're getting used to the keys and the content itself the easier it's going to be than the next time that you do it and the next time you do it so you want to be able to find people that you're going to mesh with and if not it's just going to make things uh maybe more difficult but also more frustrating Right. You know, it's very easy for tilt to set in, and it's also very common. Like once, for example, you end up scuffing the key. Um, it's very common for everyone to kind of like shut down a little bit, start playing a little bit worse. So instead of completing <laughs> it two or three charged. minutes over the timer, yeah, instead of completing it like two or three <laughs> minutes over the timer, you're gonna end up completing it like nine or ten minutes over right. the timer, or even worse than that. You know, because you have another wipe or another scuff or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, especially if you need like bloodlust on the last boss or whatever right right that's the thing man i think you definitely hit the nail on the head there in that no matter how accomplished or how you know well some people play mistakes are going to happen from time to time affixes change every week which makes you know this pull more difficult or this that pull more difficult or that boss or whatever and it's very much a learning process right so when you go in and you have those difficult difficulties and you are learning that attitude, I can imagine, man, that attitude makes a huge difference. Like, I'm running 14, 15 level keys right now, which is, you know, not nearly as difficult as running, you're, you're what, 20, 20s? Is that 19, 18, 20s? Is that what you're doing? 19, 19, 20, that region. Oh, God. Oh, man, I think, oh, God. Um, I'm not there yet. Give me time to catch up, Jack, please. But that attitude, man, it's it's got to be so disheartening and demoralizing when you're with someone and they're just like, you know, you guys suck. I'm out of here. Something you're bl- placing blame, and it's just, man, that's gotta, that's gotta be so frustrating because 
you all go in, like all five people go in with the intention of performing well and learning and finishing and so on and so forth. What do you think people could be doing to better prepare themselves to not have that type of mentality or to not make some of these common mistakes? Like what are some common mistakes you see people making at any level in Mythic Plus? I think a lot of times there's too many little hero plays um, that people try to make. Like trying to pull, you know, if you're already going into one trash pack, it's with like, oh, we could actually play this more aggressively. We could pull another set of mobs in, and then you know, tank is losing control of that because he's not the one who pulled it. DPS has all their cooldowns up, but they're smacking the current mob and <laughs> trying to actually gain control of the next one, something like that, right? Um, you know, people people making those too aggressive plays uh, is often one thing that makes things more difficult people reacting poorly to setting up more cc chains on mobs you know someone's for example not refre refreshing their polymorph not refreshing their imprison from demon hunter or something like that they sap something and then they forget to refresh it with blind you know um could often be pretty pretty common that you're seeing a lot of times uh face pulling mobs just a whole bunch of stuff that can that can be avoided, right? It's just it's just stuff that can be avoided with a little bit more communication or understanding. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, and it can change between your groups to be able to kind of know. All mm -hmm. right, well, it's going to take a little bit longer for threat to be established on this pull, so I need to make sure I hold back a little bit. I make sure I give people time to be able to get themselves set up and in the right position to be able to. Uh, Establish threat, hold threat, and then I can start DPSing, right? That's so many times where people are just proc and cheat deaths or dying early onto a pull just because they're going going too ham too quickly. And those are the things that you just hate to see because it's like, right. oh, there's a really long run back to this. There's a lot of danger to this. And <laughs> Under people <-rot> anyone? <laughs> prioritizing Yeah, you know, people prioritizing their damage very heavily over just making mm -hmm. sure that they survive. Like one of my so most successful groups was running with a group that just didn't have a battle res. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, well, just don't die and then we'll complete the key. And we had a bunch of runs <laughs> where, you know, uh, the deaths that we did have were you know, not that impactful. It was like, oh, someone died as the pull was ending or, mm -hmm. you know, someone face pulled a mob or something like that on accident, but they ran into the mob so they wouldn't pull it into everybody else. So we were able to deal with that, get them rezzed up and then be able to move on. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's what we were joking about. It's like, you don't need a combat res if you don't die. So, <laughs> gee. So speaking, of, I, you know, I referenced Underrod a moment, and that, that's that's a really good segue into the uh, what was it? Hot fixes from was it yesterday? The hot fixes, like the giant yesterday. just wall of uh, of Mythic Plus hot fixes. For those that don't know, uh, we're recording this on the fifteenth of December, and I'm referencing hot fixes from the fourteenth of, of December, and there was a just just an absolute monstrous wall of changes to a variety of Mythic Plus dungeons. And the the patch earlier this week, patch 8.1, there was a lot of uh, hurt, uh, a lot of upset people, I guess, because like Underrot had undocumented changes. You can no longer skip the trash with a rogue at the beginning. Is that correct? Yep. And there were some other changes that I can't recall off the top of my head right now. But like, what is, so what's your perspective on, Again, you can take this in whatever direction you want. You know, Blizzard's documentation process, their you know their change policy. You know what they define as important changes and whatnot. Like, 
what are your feelings in this regard? Because you obviously have a pulse, a finger on the pulse of Mythic Plus. W what's going on, you think? Good, bad, otherwise? I think it definitely feels like a lot of people were pushing really hard for, you know, certain changes, certain instances. And while they did an excellent job, for example, with a lot of the changes they had presented there, when A1 dropped, they they did a great job with a lot of the changes we just saw from that hotfix, right? But when mm -hmm. A1 first actually ended up dropping, a lot of those unannounced changes, undocumented changes and things like that, some of them went from like a simple, wow, it would have been nice to know about this, like... Um, right. Lightning, the pig in Freehold, having a random spawn <laughs> instead of spawning the same spot, right? It's like, well, that's not really the end of the world, that. but would be nice to know about that, right? I saw, I saw your uh, clip. For those that don't know, he, there, yeah. there's on the th on the third. Well, some people kill him last, but um, what's the what's the big ogre? What's his name? Trothak. Triad, like the shark puncher. There's a pig mm -hmm. at the beginning of that uh, that sequence that you have to click on like five or six times or whatever it is. And he normally spawns directly, more or less directly in the center of that arena. Now he spawns pretty much anywhere, right? It's, it's random, is that correct? Mm -hmm. I haven't run free so hold yet this it's week. It's a slow windup as to like when he actually ends up landing. But so it's you're not so able to uh, guess where it's going to be in advance. You just have to like follow along with where it looks like it's going to be. Right, so more or less it's just, it's just a, a time waster at that point is, is, is the problem, right? There's no guarantee... So you could wind up wasting another 5 to 15 seconds, something along those lines, right? Yep, usually it's around 5 or 6 seconds or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Feel free to, feel free to go. No, no problem. Um, you know, you'll have some of those changes that are not too big of a deal, like I said, kind of like lightning. But then you have other things where everyone gets surprised, right, by True Sight being added on to <laughs> the uh, first mobs in Underrot. So everybody's rogue skip, which we've all been doing forever, is now bunk, right? Those kind of things stand out and you're just kind of sitting there wondering like, well, okay, now that the dungeon's already started and we find that we can't do that, now we have to change up our entire route and strategy to be able to deal with it, right? Uh, for all of like, what, three or four days, you were not able to crowd control the Berserker mobs in King's Rest. Oh, yeah, yep. Fortified yep. and teaming. So there's more Berserkers out and they're more deadly and more of them. And they're very terrifying. So then, like a couple days later, then they not only allow you to CC them, but then they nerf the damage of their their biggest ability, the the dot they put out, the bleed they put out onto the tank by twenty five percent. So it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so these are but like you know, these ways. are these are frustrating changes that weren't announced, they weren't documented, they were just discovered when you get in there. And then, of course, you know, a few days later, things get updated and improved. Like, what what do you think? What do you think about, you know, that process? Like, you know, is, is it a communication issue primarily? Is it an understanding issue on Blizzard's part? How do you, how, like, what do you feel in this regard? Or how does it make you feel? It seems to me that, like, at least from the way they presented it, especially with the Q&A, that they had been working on them pretty consistently, pretty constantly, uh, since the expansion dropped, recognizing what a lot of the issues were and then doing what they could to fix them. But it was also kind of weird that the hotfix came out just after a massive patch, right? You would think that a lot of those changes like, would have taken weeks. It's probably not the case that they saw those changes and they're like, oh my gosh, we got to fix all these dungeons right now and here's mm -hmm. what we're going to do. They didn't just like fire from the hip on that, you know? Right. Something that they had obviously been planning for a while. So it was kind of, uh, kind of surprising that it went into hotfix form. 
Like, what do you what do you think the solution is in this regard? Like, is there a solution in your eyes? Like, what could Blizzard be doing? Like, do you think they need to, to work alongside more? You know, do, alongside more with the uh, with streamers or with dungeon runners or whatever the case may be. I think if they put forward some incentives for like running PTR content, if mm -hmm. they went from a like eight one pre-patch launch event or something like that, like a practice launch event or something on a PTR. They encourage players to get on, put in some lottery system or something like that for them to get pets, mounts, titles or something for helping <laughs> no, test. Right. Now we're talking. Because, yeah, like just give some people these incentives to do it, right? Because right, there were so many of those changes that we could have found out mm -hmm. on PTR, but we didn't because there was no reason to run Mythic Plus on PTR, right? Right. Just as an example, and so I'm sure for people who enjoy professions or pet battles or whatever, if they go on a PTR and they do their normal thing they do every day, they'll discover all that stuff in PTR, report it, right? You know, and then we'll be in a better position. But like right, right. now, and I mean, it's much like raiding, for example. Like the amount of bugs they're able to fix with raid testing is enormous. Of course, we get thousands of people testing your raid content. Like, there's no way that you're going to be able to replace the man hours, for example. Mm -hmm of q a testing it for two weeks straight let's say right versus having a thousand people all at once testing for an hour each so it makes a big difference is, is ultimately yeah. what it boils down to you know the more the more, the more hands-on experience you can get in there the more feedback you should be able to retrieve yeah and the more things you can test something to try to break it yep so i think if they treated it that way the raids have always had very strong polish lately and aside from like some week one bugs, which are usually pretty expected, uh, they've done a really good job of being able to have that polish for raids. Well, what about the other other pieces of content surrounding mm -hmm. the game? You know, because so many times it's oh, it's launch day. All right, there's a bunch of bugs. I'm <laughs> sure all the Blizzard people are, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm sure all the Blizzard people are working, you know, 12, 12 plus hours right. at the office that day to try to fix everything, try to get it all out of the way, which is well, well and good, but. Does, I don't think it really has to be that way. Like I know, right. for example, if they added the reaping affix on a PTR, one hundred percent, it would be possible to find people to run Mythic Plus and PTR. Oh, absolutely, right? yeah, of course. People would say, "Oh, I want to get practice for the next affix that we're going to have for next three to four month period, or something like that. They're probably even more than that, five or six month period." Yeah. Right? 100%. No problem. You have no issue being able to get people together. To of course. To people content. want so. people want to understand it. They want to learn it. They want to test it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. They want to have so, an idea as to what's to come. I, I think with how quickly people were able to put together a list of undocumented changes, we if you just incentivize people to be able to push onto PTR and play the game on PTR, have some kind of pseudo launch event. I mean, they did a, basically a pseudo launch event for the launch of the game. Mm -hmm. and the launch of BFA was great except for the um, server issues on a couple like high pop realms right Right. but everything else was looking to be pretty damn good for it I got and server first 120 I'll have you know did you, did you know that about they, me I, I did hear that oh ah, yeah that. moving on up pretty baby popular, I heard you had a pretty popular leveling route well, listen, I, I did a bit of testing. Mm -hmm. What can I say, man? What can I say? I go, may not, you may incentivized not... to test. Exactly. <laughs> I may not be Mr. Raider.io 2400, but I am server first 120, I'll have you know. There you go. No big you deal. Go. Okay, listen, we've been talking about WoW a lot. I want to talk a little bit mm -hmm. 
about you. You've been full-time streaming now for how long? A year, is that correct? A little less than a year? A couple months. Um... No, 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 no. Listen, don't come in here correcting me, Mr. Is <laughs> <laughs> it really? No, it's been longer than two months, hasn't it? Uh, I've been partnered for about two years, but uh, it depends on like what your definition of like full time is, and like in terms of like hours put in. I mean, I've always I've always been streaming while doing college. Sure. So I just now finished college in May, and so streaming is my sole focus after May. So, um, how like, is it going? Just... Like, what, what? How do you feel like streaming's going for you full time? What have you been doing and focusing on? Like the highs, the lows, and the reason why I ask this is because you know a lot of people watch your channel. A lot of people watch your channel. A lot of people seek your feedback. And a lot of people love streamers, or they're trying to break into streaming themselves or themselves. So, what uh, mm -hmm. what what experiences have you come across? What 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 successes and failures have you experienced over these past few months? Uh, I think it's been a lot of fun playing on expansion release, and mm -hmm. I was up in Toronto, for example, for expansion release at Sloot's Play, and we basically you and Sloot? I didn't know you knew Sloot. <laughs> well, that may I know, what a surprise, right? <laughs> so, uh, basically went up to Toronto and stayed at his place for like a month and we just streamed, wow, day and night, uh, like crazy with expansion release and it was a blast. And I'd always kind of put in a lot of time with expansion release and streaming more often, but it was something that was really fun when you just go as hardcore as possible just every single day. Mm -hmm. um, and you also sort of be able to hang out with after the streams, you know, because usually like I wrap up like my streams and my brother's like already passed out, already sleep for a couple <laughs> hours, right? So I'm just like, oh, yeah, so we're, you know, we'll just had to hang out, watch some Netflix or something like that, right? Sure. It was nice to be able to have somebody else around the corner who's also streaming to be able to hang oh, out. Right. With. He understands, you know, the, the, what, what you have to put into it and, you know, the, uh, the requirements and so on and so forth. So I can understand the, the, the allure there for sure. Definitely. Um, but it's also something that to recognize, like, if you're streaming one game, your hype and viewership around the game will rise and fall with the popularity of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Seeing, you know, wow, traffic go up and down, it's something that's natural to be expected, but still feels right. kind of weird, because then you're just like, oh, am I doing something wrong, or Absolutely, man. something Dude, else that's going on? I, 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 it's, it, you know, if, if I may speak for, for a moment, I don't, I don't want to take the spotlight from you, of course, but... You know, for me, like I've never had a big following, you know, for whatever reason, you know, for good or bad, better or worse, I generally hover between, you know, 40 to 120 viewers, depending upon, like you're saying, how World of Warcraft is doing. I'm not over here with hundreds of viewers like somebody, but for me, it's always been so much fun. But you're absolutely right, man. Like there's just something, there's something that feels so off and so weird when you know that you haven't necessarily changed anything, which could be a problem in and of itself, right? Like that could, you know, maybe may stagnation or whatever, but it's weird mm. knowing that the success and failure of WoW can have a direct impact on your channel, right? And definitely, like you, you, you don't lack in skill, you don't lack in looks either, brother. But it's one of those things <laughs> to where it's, it's so bizarre knowing that some things may be out of your control when it comes to streaming, right? And uh, I think it's just something you have to be able to kind of roll with and mm -hmm. something to always kind of prepare for. If that's going to be your, your primary source of income or anything like that is, you know, 
knowing and accounting for things and how they change. Yeah. Have you been doing any there. variety streaming? Uh, a little bit here and there, not too much. If people were on for like when like Black Ops came out, we played uh, some of the Battle Royale stuff there, mm. but otherwise I really haven't been doing it too much. Is that because you don't really like playing other games all that often or all that much, or is that more of just like a, a quote-unquote business decision, or what's the uh, approach there? There hasn't been any games that really have super stood out that I would just like wanted to spend a bunch of time in. Like if there was any time really to dive in and play other games, I think it'd be like right now. Some of them are more on like the Switch for like Smash or something like that. Like I don't have a Switch and what? I haven't done anything like set, Someone set up a Someone donate this man a Switch, yeah. Dag <laughs> Get this man a Switch. My goodness. Christmas yeah, is less so. than two weeks away. Someone get on that. Listen, when someone donates a Switch to you, you better let me know, all right? All right, all right, I got you, I got you. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I've never, like, set up, uh, like, streaming, for example, for, like, a console game. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't really know where to start with that. Um, but otherwise, like, PC game-wise, there hasn't been something that, like, really stood out to me that I was like, oh, I really want to play this on release and wasn't, um, you know, interfering with, like, raid release or, yeah. like, yep. plus, like, great push week or something <laughs> like that, right? That's the thing. I, I I know for me, like I'm not as hardcore as you. I made out a mythic old deer, you know, Mister Mister Thirteen Hundred Raider Dio dot io over here. So I'm not. Listen, I'm not what we like to call casual, okay? But you know, okay. I, I I I do I do enough to get around. But for me, even even for me, someone who doesn't grind keys as hard as you. It's been difficult stepping away from WoW, stepping away from that, you know, whether it be the AP grind of the world, quest grind, or the Mythic Plus grind, or whatever, and dedicating time to other games because I feel like I'm not doing what I should be doing, you know, quote-unquote, whatever you want to call it. Like, I almost feel mm. bad not investing time in WoW and in a character because I feel like I'm falling behind. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. And... That's, I think, what you have to be able to weigh in is, like, everyone wants to be able to turn on any game they want and be able to play that and then hang out with the same exact audience, same exact people mm -hmm. and everything, but then it's kind of like you're you're basically kind of starting over or starting, starting more fresh to get everything together. So it's kind of a weird situation to come think about, but to me, at least, it's... If there's games that really stand out to me that I'm really super interested in, like I never was really into JRPGs, for example. Mm -hmm. So like everyone's up a new PoE season, I'm like, yeah, like it's a fine game, but wasn't Good really for super them. for me. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, oh, it's kind of cool. But that that, that kind of represents the same scenario though. Like I can understand where a lot of people who enjoy that game are streaming that game now. Who are usually WoW streamers, where it's like, mm -hmm. okay, the game timing coming out is really good. Uh, WoW is not chock full of con new content right now or anything, so I'm gonna go play that. Right. Are you one of those individuals who prefer for content, like, you know, the Battle of the Desire Lore to come out in January instead of December? I am, just first and foremost. I'm not trying to lead oh, yeah. the witness here. I like <laughs> not having to raid over Christmas personally, but at the same yeah. time, like, I'm missing that 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 push and, the, and that, that draw, whatever you want to call it, of doing something. Of course. And that's the weird thing is, like, we saw all kinds of cool stuff coming out with 7-2, or sorry, 8-2 mm -hmm. uh, from BlizzCon. And we're like, oh my gosh, there's so much new content, so much yep. new stuff. And they're like, oh, wait, we got to get the there first. And, <laughs> yeah, we got to wait for the new dungeons. That's, you know, something that's like six months away, you know. 
So that's always something to kind of keep in mind. I'm very much, a, you know, I'm a Blizzard fanboy, right? Like, I'm not some rabid frothing at the mount, uh, mouth, like, Blizzard can do no wrong. Like, trust me, Blizzard can do wrong. But for me, I love Blizzard games. I love World of Warcraft. I've always loved those things, and I'm sure I will for many years to come. That being said, as much as I do enjoy the game and the games that they create and the communities they've, they've fostered and whatnot, do you feel there's something... Do you feel like there there's maybe a misstep or something that's been taking place with the the um, what's the word I'm looking for the pacing of the content or anything along those lines? Do you feel like we don't have enough to do right now or enough new things that were introduced in BFA? I think it's more that the new things that they added are things that need more work to be mm -hmm. able to be replayable content. For example, islands are now viewed as like the AP grind rather than as something that's like, oh my gosh, I keep on doing these. Like, for example, I was really interested in seeing what it would be like to really push and do um, like PvP islands. And then it turned out, sure. that, oh, it's not really an efficient way of grinding right. AP. So I've done like one. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's go do something else instead, right? So I think that's one problem that's kind of stood out is like it's more that it's more that their content they put out is something that doesn't really seem to have as much staying power because of whatever reasons, right? And if you're really into Mythic Plus and that like I am, that's great repeatable content and it's very fun to play, but it's that's one of the primary things you want to do, right? And that's one of the things I'll spend the most of my time doing is because that is that repeatable content that I enjoy, mm -hmm. right? But I think there's already areas where that could grow even further, that could develop even further, it just kind of needs a little bit of a push. But in terms of like Warfronts or Islands, it's definitely new content, it's definitely something that has a lot of potential, but we're not quite there yet in terms of, oh my gosh, let me spend a lot of time and look for the more incentives to be able to actually do this kind of thing. Right. Do you, do you think that, you know, by the time 8.2 rolls around, 8.3 rolls around, the game will feel a bit more attractive? Or I don't want to use the word complete, right? Like, I'm, I'm not trying to paint World of Warcraft as some terrible, boring game, because I do think there's still a ton of content, and there are plenty of people that are satisfied with the game. Like, I'm not, I'm not a big subscriber to the belief that World of Warcraft is... Worst, blah blah blah. I know that's very much yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the popular thing to say and focus on right now. You see it all over the WoW subreddit, you know forums all across the internet. But again, as much as I love WoW and as much as I play WoW, for you know for whatever reason, a reason, multiple reasons, it does still feel a little. There's like I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect between what I was experiencing in Legion and now what I'm experiencing in BFA. Yeah, I would say so. And I think a lot of that kind of comes or stems from them feeling out the new expansion. But also, I think it's kind of selective memory, if you sure. think about it. I can definitely look agree back with that, yeah. at 7.0 and I all the absolutely problems agree. the Legion yep. had. So it's usually pretty common that like the beginning expansions are often like shit shows, right? They're trying new stuff. They're putting out new content. There's a lot of problems with the content, no matter how much we test it in beta mm -hmm. and whether or not we give good good feedback that they eventually follow months later or they find some kind of different solution to be able to improve it. It's usually, you know, point one, which fixes up a lot of the point oh problems. 
point two, which starts changing the game and starts, you know, creating content that we're all going to be interested in. Right. So I think it's kind of selective memory from that perspective where we got into Legion and we're like, yeah, there's a lot of problems, but this isn't Warlord. So we're totally <laughs> fine, you know? Right. And then like we go into PFA, we just got off the back of, you know, one of the best expansions, probably top two, top three in my mind with Legion. And then we're like, wow, what's, what the hell's going on? We just right. had good stuff and then we're not having good stuff anymore. Why they take away the good stuff, right? And I think that's just a lot of where uh, people seem to be kind of coming from. PvPers seem to be happy. I haven't really heard a lot of PvP that's good. complaints, but maybe maybe I'm not looking in the right spots for that. I mean, I'm it not a PvP. Like I know nothing. I need to get Bajir or somebody on here because I know nothing <laughs> about the PvP scene right now. One of the things that I'm so glad, like, you know, if we're comparing, or if we're comparing uh, Legion and BFA a bit, like the AP grind, right? I love the fact yeah. that, A, we don't have to click a billion different things in our bags. My <laughs> God, that was annoying. I'm, I love the fact that Same. we only have one item that we have to empower versus two or three or four. I love the fact that you don't... Like, this this blessing, curse, double-edged sword, whatever you want to call it. I love the fact that I don't feel like I have to grind it, but it's there if I want to grind it. I'm the kind of player to where I like that push. I like knowing that I can chase something like that AP grind. But at the same time, it has freed me up to do other things, both in-game and out-of-game. So it's just yeah. one of those things to where, there, and, and, and again, you hit the nail on the head, selective memory, you know, rose-tinted glasses, whatever you want to call it. There are good things about BFA and there are bad things about BFA, and that's true for every expansion. I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, man, I think at this point, the point two patch is what people are going to most remember, right? Mm -hmm. I mean half of the expansion is usually the last two patches right absolutely or, or even more than more than the more than half the expansion is like the point two and point three patches so in terms of like redemption value in terms of them bringing back um and completing the expansion and it being a strong expansion that have more than enough potential to be able to do that and yeah. everything we've seen out of the nagitar stuff just seems to be really good right yeah i mean so, you actually you raise a great point in that like, for me, when I think of Legion, since, you know, we, we're using Legion as a comparison here, like, mm -hmm. I don't think of Emerald Nightmare, right? Like, I don't even exactly. really think of Nighthold that much, as I did enjoy Nighthold, but for me, it's mostly Antorus and, and, and Argus itself, right? It's, it's that last big hurrah, that last big push in that expansion. And I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed Legion start to finish. There were, there were very few complaints that I had about Legion. And again, I'm not sitting here saying that I have a million different complaints about BFA because I'm still playing it, you know, basically daily. Uh, 8.1 came out. I'm still doing, like, I'm doing world quests right now very casually while I'm talking to you just to give people something to, to view other than your beautiful face and so on and so forth, right? Uh, like, there, there, oh, there are definitely, uh, you know, there are definitely things uh, about BFA that need addressing. And I think 8.1 8 addressed a lot of those concerns. The problem is, you know, the, the echo chambers, you... you you read and hear and see so many people talking to other people that share their same mindset. And that's all they want to hear, right? People just want to hear that, that, that validation, that affirmation saying, you know what, you're right, this game is this or this game is that. And that's all they want to hear. And very seldomly yeah. do they seek, you know, uh, that information or, or, or do, they, do they challenge themselves to learn and grow and... It's a shame, but sadly, that's a lot of what we're facing online right now with BFA. 
I think so. And it's also part of the schism that sort of happened in the community with uh, Vanilla WoW, Classic WoW mm -hmm. getting validation is there's always not all the people who are interested in Classic WoW, but I think there's uh, quite a bit who are at that point where sure. they're so convinced that Vanilla Classic is going to be you know the best thing ever. That's exactly what they want. And that's going to be the big thing. So they'll do whatever they can to kind of tell everybody else that all right retail's dead retail's this <laughs> retail's that you need to move on to classic you need to get ready for classic blah 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 blah. and i thought it would kind of subside a little bit with the announcement of like the release date mm -hmm. for classic coming out but my experience it kind of didn't and <laughs> a1 just kind of brought everybody back who was already <laughs> yeah yeah ever you know bringing all those people back saying oh it's gonna be classic now it's gonna be classic right so I think once Classic does end up coming out, maybe those people will go to the Classic maybe. forums or something like that. Let's I don't see. know. Like, yeah. you know, it, you brought up Classic, so I, I, I'd be remiss not to jump into this conversation for a brief moment. Like, how, how long have you been playing World of Warcraft? How many years? Like eight or nine since years. So cataclysm. You, so you started since, oh, you've only been playing since Cata? Oh my goodness, Jack! How no? I'm, who cares? Know, right? that's, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I've been playing since uh, early 2005, January 2005. So I, you know, I, I went through, I went through classic and blah blah blah. I don't personally see the attraction toward it. I don't really see much of a reason for myself to jump into it. And hey, you know what? Maybe I, w maybe I will. Maybe, maybe I'll, you know, stick my my foot in my mouth. Who knows? That being said, even though I don't really see much of a purpose or point to it. I'm not sitting here wanting it to fail, right? Like, I'm not sitting here mm -hmm. bad-mouthing it and, and, and slamming it and so on and so forth. I want people to have a blast with it. I want people to love it. I think it's going to blow up on Twitch for the first few weeks. I think it'll find a little community, and I think people will have so much fun, and I want people to have fun. And for some reason, you don't really see that, you know, re reciprocation, right? There's there's not much of what's exactly. what yeah. reciprocity or whatever the word is reciprocity just, there you go thank you reciprocity and it's just yeah. it's 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 so confusing and and again maybe it's just maybe it's just one of a million different reasons why you know this person acts one way and i act another it is what it is not everyone's gonna you know be the same nor should they but um it's definitely one of those things to where uh, i hope that as bfa continues to unfold and as classic approaches launch and it does launch that everyone can find a little bit of peace and happiness. Not not to sound silly about it or, or cliche, but it's just one of those things to where it's a shame that right now there's so much vitriol going on. There's so much just nonsense, uh, you know, between the communities or on the forums or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think part of it can also be from like content creators, right? Oh when yeah. You have people who. Oh are yeah. Who are, who are feeding the existence uh, or feeding, you know, the memes or feeding up. It's all on, about like, those views, Jack. Yeah, all exactly. about like, those views. It, it's an interesting kind of standpoint um, when you're able to like kind of clickbait, hype up mm -hmm. your videos, whatever you want to call it, to get people interested, to get people into it. And then you kind of backseat dev as to what they need to be doing. And then you're like, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm developing my own game and this is what, how I do things and stuff like that. <laughs> it's totally unreleased game and you have like no record of actually like right. being being a developer, right? Right. So that that kind of stuff always stands out to me where I'm just like, well, you're totally a reliable source, you know, and it's one thing <laughs> to be able to say like, all right, shit's wrong, this is wrong, stuff like that, like this is how they can improve things. Like I've got my own ideas for like how I'd like healing to be or how right, I'd like 
how I'd like uh, Mythic Plus to be and, you know, the improvements they can have to those things, right? But it's also easy and it's kind of like the low-hanging fruit to, like, it is. feed into, like, the mob. It is. And it's, you know, it, it's very much a, uh, you know, a, a, a natural, comfortable thing for some people to do. And, you know, like you and I talking about it's not going to change it, sadly, and it's not going to go away. But hopefully, in time, things will settle down. Do you find that... So, so classic's not really something you're interested in, is that correct? I go like to personally, shot, but I'm not really, like... I don't really have any expectations in it, to be honest. Have, have you given any thought to progression servers and what that might mean for the game? Uh, I think it'd be kind of interesting. I think right now it's like the test as to whether it's going to be worth Lizard's time to do that. Because they could literally just have um, just vanilla WoW and be totally fine with that. Right? And they could do that for a very long time and people would still play it for a very long time, right? Maybe there will be that hype and desire for progression Mm -hmm. uh, servers in the future, but I think it's all going to be totally reliant on how it performs, how Vanilla WoW performs. I agree. Do you do you think there is? Do you think there's years worth of staying power, a decade worth of staying power with Vanilla? Like, what do you, what do you think the approach is going to be? What do you think the mindset is? I wonder if they're going to actually just start slowly re-releasing the game. Basically, <laughs> the progression. Yeah, exactly. Progression servers. Yeah, yeah. Like, for me... Go ahead, I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, I, I think, like, if people have still been playing vanilla WoW servers for years, I'm curious about how many of them have been playing, you know, for a decade or something like that mm -hmm. of vanilla WoW progression, or vanilla WoW uh, legacy servers, private servers, whatever, right? Right. Because you always hear people talking about them. You always hear about people, you know, playing them before Blizzard just had enough and then started cracking down on all of them. So... I don't know. I don't know how much progression or how, sorry, not, I'm not sure how much staying power that they would end up having, but I think if you had a lot of the streamers who exist right now who are interested and hyped up about Classic, like Asfond or Asmongold or anything like that, then the community is always going to be there, right? Because it'll be, become not just about, oh, Classic's a fun game, but it's also going to be about the community built around those streamers, right. you know, be able to continue making content. Like, so even when like Asmongold, for example, wasn't really interested in BFA, he was still creating little games, little content around the game that already was existing there. So I think if they chose, for example, I don't think that they will. I think they're going to continue to go forward with legacy servers. But if, even if they didn't, I think you'd still see those streamers be playing the game. You'd still see those streamers building and fostering and cultivating their community around it as well. Yep. So as long as they're playing and as long as they're still doing stuff, then people still play classic. Yeah, for, for me, again, don't really care about classic. Not because I didn't care. I, I cared about it deeply when it was co current content. You know, yeah. for me, it's very much a been there, done that thing. However, if they set out a, a plan, they, you know, if they said, you know, World of Warcraft community, and I'm just going to use, like, easy to understand dates for this example. You know, January 1st, 2020, we're releasing, you know, classic WoW and... You know, August 1st, 2020, TBC unlocks, and then, you know, March 2021, Wrath launches. You know, kind of like an accelerated patch cycle or an accelerated release cycle. That way, there's always something, like, around the corner. There's no real lull. You know, again, whether that's good or bad, uh, this is just a stupid example, but if they decided to do that, I would have a hard time saying no. Yeah, I've already done that stuff. Yeah, I know that the game has come a long way since those those moments and those eras, but the the sense that 
that that that attraction toward progression that I have. Oh man, it, it would oh, that would get me fired up. I'd be, I'd be, I think I, I think <laughs> I would be because so, I come from EverQuest. I, I talk about this a lot. I'm sorry, but I come from EverQuest, and EverQuest has had progression servers for years and years and years now. And I did a couple of them back when they first launched, and I had a blast. But you know, EverQuest is a bygone era for me. I think they're about to release their 25th expansion. That's crazy, Damn. but I know it's nuts, man. I mean, it's, it's a very different type of expansion compared to what you know, WoW does, but it's just one of those things. It's been around since 1999. March of 99 is when EQ launched, and their progression servers... I, I'm not sure how they're doing today, but back when they first launched, they were very popular and very you know well-received for the most part. And they've gone through their own evolution, their own sorts of growth and whatnot. But I think that if WoW did something similar, I would have a hard time saying no. Knowing that I could create a character, get to 60, grind out classic, X months later, TBC launches. Oh, God. See, earlier in the interview, we were talking about how Legion, you know, top two, top three for you. Like, TBC is my number one. I loved TBC, man. Oh, my goodness gracious. It was just at that time in my life. It was just what was going on in-game and out-of-game. It was the perfect storm just to... Log in and play the crap out of it. I loved how protect. I was a prop warrior back then. I loved how warriors played. <gasps> it was just so much fun. But I don't know, man. If they ever launch something like that, it's not that I want to step away from retail as it's known. But man, I would just just the, the thought of it excites me. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I think would it'd be cool. Uh, there'd have to be a point though that they'd have to release it at the same sort of schedule because like what happens when they catch up yeah. well so the, the way that everquest works is you know it, it when these because they do when the servers eventually reach you know like current content at that point in time either this the server is you know made into a release or a retail server or it's folded in it's merged into another server and the reason why that was accepted and i don't want to speak on behalf of the entire eq community because again i'm not really involved anymore but my understanding was the reason why that was accepted and that became not so much a big deal, it was it was okay. It's because people knew going in that was the expectation, right? There were no there were no yeah. hidden, you know, pretenses or, or anything like that. It's like, hey, you guys can enjoy progression. Go for it, man. Knock it out of the park. Eventually you're you're done and you get to do it all over again. And that's what people wanted. They wanted that 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 motivating factor of okay, I'm starting off level one grinding up okay let's start getting geared okay the raids start releasing and it's just very cyclical in nature and it's it's still it's still very much a popular thing for everquest as far as i'm aware and you know whether or not that would work for wow i don't know you know i'm speaking out i'm talking out of my butt here but it's one of those things to where if it occurs i might have to i might have to give it a show a, a go I think some people will find like certain expansions that they enjoyed or remember fondly more than others. Of course, so they'll say, "Oh, I really like that expansion, so I'm gonna go play that." Play that, right? So, yeah, I think that'd be, I think that'd be totally fine. I mean, they might also just keep the expansions out for like if vanilla was out for I don't know, 500 days or something like that. You know, they'll make sure that vanilla revamped vanilla legacy is out for 500 days, mm -hmm. but they'll actually pace it a little bit better or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, yeah. like, you know, if they, by allowing, you know, Blizzard allows themselves to go back and kind of reshape and remodel things, it, it'd be interesting to see, you know, what changes they make and, um, 
what uh you know what what improvements they, they they bring to the table if any right because you know the whole debate was well it's not class if you, if you start messing with it and it's like uh well may, maybe <laughs> like you know where do you draw the line like what what is, what is the expectation you know what i mean because for me like yeah, I, think- I don't really i don't really have a you know horse in that race i don't really care one way or another but a lot mm. of people do <laughs> yeah I think, I think the right answer is to bring it back exactly the way it was yeah you know and yeah. people that have full experience because you you will most certainly have people who will have rose tinted glasses and rose tinted goggles whatever and say oh i i remember it being like this and then it really wasn't but <laughs> exactly. on the other hand <laughs> you know people who know exactly what they're asking for right right so right. for example like the big content creators know exactly what they're asking for, right? And I don't doubt that for a second. I don't think they're going to go in and be like, oh my God, there's no group finder? Right. I'm out of here, right? <laughs> like, like, that's just not going to happen, you know? Of course, so, of course. Yeah, I, I think you will get quite a few people who thought that they did, but they really didn't. Yeah, thank uh, you, dude. People, <laughs> most of the people leading the charge, I would say, mm-hmm. um, you know, they know what they're asking for. So shifting gears uh, a, a little bit here i want i want to talk about something that is a little bit more specific and a little bit more oriented um toward healers mm-hmm. user interfaces voodoo you know whatever the case may be we were talking about mythic plus earlier and i meant to bring it up then but i just got sidetracked so my apologies but when it comes to your ui when it comes to what you do in the heat of battle, when everything is dependent upon you getting that cast, that heal off, how impactful, how important have you found a clean or a specific or a stylized UI when it comes to Mythic Plus? Like, wh- wh- where's where's the, you know, wh- where can you draw that line, to borrow a phrase I said a moment ago? Uh, I think it's all about how quickly you're able to read and interpret information, you know? So, for me, I have a lot of my like health frames and weak auras and stuff below my character. Mm-hmm. And then I almost have, it's kind of like horse blinders where your left and right side are, are cluttered or uh, are more opaque. Sure. But everything in front of you, you're able to see. So as long as you're facing the correct direction, you should have no problem. Um, but I think that's very important just to be able to make sure you're able to see what's going on and be able to read into you know, which mobs are being pulled, where they're going to be coming from, where they're going to be going, something like that. I think it's just incredibly important to make sure you're able to kind of do what needs to be done whenever you're pushing keys. And same thing goes for rating as well. Rating, you'll have course, a lot more yeah. players, you'll have a lot more information to kind of parse through. Um, so for me, like, Weak Wars is massive. Um, being, I personally use Voodoo. Some people use Grid. You know, there's a lot of, lot of options that you can kind of run through there. What was your what was your decision making process? I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. What was your decision making process behind using Voodoo over Grid? Because for I mean years and years it was Grid this and you know click that and not not just for to clarify. I'm not talking about clicking for those who were, there's an, an add-on called Click with a Q, and they worked in conjunction with Grid. But like, what was your decision making process going with Voodoo as an example, which is by comparison a relative not that it is new, but by comparison it's a relatively new add-on. Um, let me see what the boss fight was. I was playing in Mr. Pandaria in Front of Thunder, and we were on the Council of Elders boss fight. Great raid, by and the way. Throne of Thunder, fight. one of my favorite. Oh my goodness. 
Loved it. And on the boss fight, my heal bot broke. Um, <laughs> I didn't really know much about healing, but I installed the most popular healing add-on I could find, which was Healbot at the time. So uh, it broke one day, and I literally could not get a fix for it. It just would not function. And uh, one of my co-healers was like, hey, you should use Voodoo. It's really great. So gave it a shot. Loved it. Very easy to set up. Had the functionality that I wanted and never looked back. So personally, I have not tried Grid uh, because I never really had a reason to. Sure. Like, Jack, why'd you stop healing? Well, you see, everything's broken. <laughs> I, I literally can't right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. It took like a week or two or something like that for them to update the add-on, I think. Mm. But That's a long no time for... I was waiting that long. Good grief, yeah, exactly. Man. Exactly. So I was uh, not about that life. Golly, man. So you have... Do you still have profiles that people can download? Oh, yeah. To make their voodoo so, look like yours, correct? Yeah. I've got profiles available for all my weak auras, all of my uh, voodoo profiles, LUI profiles, all that stuff. It's on my website, just automaticjack.com. All up and available to the public. I love that. So you don't you don't charge money. There's no stuffs hidden behind being a sub or anything like that. Nope. Love um, it. not really. No. You you don't pull a sloot bag, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, I mean, sloot bag, sloot pulled that like stinking sloot bag. <laughs> four or five. I'll talk hours to him about it tomorrow. Like <laughs> I mean, I think if people put in like enough time and effort into making something that is of course yeah and you know really valuable to people then i, I don't personally see an issue with it at all that's the thing um, like I, I don't have an issue with it either it's just a matter of you know you know do you have an audience do you have you know people that will be receptive to that or not it's all it's all a matter of you know of a, of a boiling down to that i suppose yeah i mean but i've seen in the past for example some people who've used add-ons that are or used add-ons or recorders that are not really that unique or um, have they don't really have a lot of crazy adjustments or anything like mm -hmm. that to it. I mean, Salute made like a two or three page troubleshooting guide to help people out, and then I was at his I was at his place, so I knew. Wait, wait, do you know like, Salute? I know, right? But I spent <laughs> like two or three hours every night troubleshooting with people to help them out yeah. to be able to fix up their UI the way that they wanted to. Right. I don't think I don't so, think anyone can can you know tell or say that Sloot doesn't uh, you know bend over backwards for his community because that guy he's been training exactly. for a long time and been doing a lot of stuff for that long too. Yeah, it's, so it definitely mean, says a lot. Paying five bucks or using your absolutely free Twitch Prime sub. Oh, to get that to get that what? level of support, you know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Prime. So, you know, this economy. Oh my. Oh my. So, so I mean, using that kind of stuff to be able to. Support the streamer, and also you're getting the service that comes with it. I think is mm -hmm. totally fine. It just absolutely makes sense. I've I've used a lot of weekors from other creators um, and everything like that, and I don't think that my LVY setup or my Voodoo setups are really that crazy or unique or super special. So I don't think there's any reason for me to charge or hide them behind paywalls or anything. I think you're super special, Jack. All right. Oh, I think it. you are. I, fine, I will. Um, so, <laughs> with you know, with your weak or setups and your voodoo setups and so on and so forth, you know, obviously it works for you. But let's say someone wants to just make a weak or they just they want to make their own voodoo profile. Like, how do you even? How, like, how did you jump into that? Like, how do you even start making these profiles and these these kits or packs or whatever you want to call it? 
and and not even not just that, but how do you make them oriented or, or, or geared towards something like Mythic Plus? Uh, for me with Voodoo, it was more of just having this profile for years and years, and I said, oh. I don't know how to do this, but I want to show this information. And I just sat there for hours and dug through the add-on to find out how to do it. Because the user interface for Voodoo is actually horrifying. It's actually really <laughs> bad. But spend the time, you learn where everything is. Um, like Voodoo imports, for example, are notoriously bad. I have at least once a day, usually, usually more where people are like, oh, I tried to import your Voodoo profile, but it failed. I'm like, well, just try again. They try again, <laughs> and it works, right? Like, That's it's a, like every day. I literally had so. that exact same experience last expansion. I, I played a healers for whatever reason. I, I'm not a healer, first and foremost, anyone listening. I, um, I'm currently playing a Warlock, but I tried, uh, I tried my hand at healing for like the last half a year of Legion. I had fun, and I imported your, your various Voodoo files, or you know, Voodoo profiles, and my god, mm -hmm. man. Nothing on your end, you know, nothing that you did or didn't do. It's just sometimes they just wouldn't import. It was so frustrating. <laughs> yep. It happens. Uh, yeah, it's very common. Oh, so my goodness gracious. I've, I've redid them. I've made them back again from scratch. They just, sometimes they just don't want to import because it's just a lot of data. It's a lot of data. It's a lot of information. <sighs> oh, man. So more or less, it's trial and error, you know, from, from what, you know, what you did and what worked for you. It's just, you know, ramming your head against that wall until something works, something clicks. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, and like with weak auras, just reverse engineering people's weak auras, you know, finding weak auras that other people had used or other ones that they shared with me before, like Wago existed, for example. Oh, wow. Like yeah. now at this point, if I want to find an add on or a weak aura, I'll just go to Wago. Yeah. Same here. Yep. Absolutely. For those that don't know, what we're talking about wago is uh, like weak auras go or whatever it stands for dot io so w-a-g-o dot io is the website we're talking about going there you can literally find a weak or for basically anything in the game because people upload their weak weak ores there and it's just it's a simple safe easy way to find what you need and it pretty much guarantees you can start tracking whatever you want but yeah it, it do wagos wagos is such a blessing oh my goodness mm-hmm so, I mean, you already have this whole repository of places that you can share. And even if it doesn't give you exactly what you want, you can reverse engineer it. You can start saying like, oh, I like the way that it presents this information. I want to do it for a different ability because I play a different class, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then you start going into the triggers. You start changing all of the different spell auras and things like that, which is pretty simple to do. And then you start saying, oh, okay, now this is what I want to have. And then you're all set. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears again. I'm just jumping all over the place, man. Hope you don't mind. Yeah. So, BFA, we're, what, four four months into BFA. You are, according to your own words, two months into your, uh, you know, your full-time uh, Twitch streaming and whatnot. Wh where, do you, where do you see, not just, not just WoW, I'm not talking about WoW, but, you know, I'm using WoW as a reference point, but where do you see yourself, you know, half a year from now, a year from now? You, you just said you graduated college. Was it a, an, an accounting degree? Something with math, is that correct? Uh, was accounting, I switched to finance. <sighs> I don't even know the difference, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, a year from now, like, where do you... Because, again, this whole this whole interview is, is designed to be about you, not just WoW. I know we've been talking about WoW a lot, but, like, I'm curious. I love getting to know people. I love getting, you know, getting to celebrate their victories and being there for their failures and whatnot. So, for you, six months, 12 months, 18 months, whatever down the road, like, goals, dreams, aspirations... 
something you don't think is going to be possible, but you would love for it to be possible, and so on and so forth. Like, what do you, what are you reaching for right now? That's a pretty good question. <laughs> the first one uh, of the interview, ladies and gentlemen. The first good question of the interview. There oh, it is. Oh no, 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 there it uh, is. I think it's kind of an interesting question with streaming or with regards to streaming, right? Because you'll think about it and you'll start saying like, all right, well, I'm at a point now where I'm very happy with streaming, you know, mm-hmm. not struggling with anything and I'm happy with where I'm at. But then you're looking at like, well, what, what do I w- want to do next? Or what's really next that I'm really trying to chase after, right? Um, you know, like a year from now, do I want to still be streaming? Absolutely, right? Um, I didn't really know how it would go, for example, when I started in May. That's why I moved in with my brother. Moved in with, you know, somebody I know and sure. I'm like at the outskirts of like Austin here. So rent's pretty cheap. And <laughs> Wait, isn't like there that. Google Fiber out there? Not where I'm at. I'm, I'm uh, like a little too far out in the boonies. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> We're, we are like out out in the suburbs. Or like farmland nearby and stuff. I don't have so, fiber here either. Internet, don't worry. Internet's good enough without a doubt. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think it's a good question though. It's just like what do I really want to be doing next or what do I have next up on the table and stuff? Mm-hmm. So for me, I think I'd just like to be able to strike that balance and consistency of, you know, making YouTube content at least like once a week, um, at least having a couple of videos every month. Cause I found that like last BlizzCon, a lot of people were watching my videos and I'm like, I spend like almost 300 hours a month streaming or 250 to 300 hours a month streaming, but then people will catch, you know, <laughs> a couple of videos I make every we now and don't care then, about right? your Twitch. We just want a video. <laughs> Well, no, it's just like it's a way for like more people to be able to find it is. me. It's like, an avenue, exactly. You know? It's it's. And uh, go on. I don't want to interrupt you. Please go on. It was more of just something that was like a pet project that I was like, oh, that'd be cool to make a video about it. But then, you know, there's a very strong reception to it, and people were, you know, really seem to like it. So being able to more easily kind of deliver on, um, and then just kind of working on better scheduling, right? I think it's very easy to be able to get on and then get carried away and continue playing for hours and hours. Right. Or, you know, you're on a roll with like a really good push week. So you want to just keep on playing. So it, it, in many ways, I think it's kind of like a conflict of like, Oh, I want to be able to go to bed at a certain time, go to the gym or work on a video or work on, you know, like wow head guides or something like that. Right. And then you have to kind of balance out between when is it a good time to stop and when is it a good time to keep on going and go for as long as you can really. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think I think you're definitely just just crushing the response. Not that I was looking for a response, but you know, something that a lot of people neglect, myself included, is you know, kind of diversifying yourself for the, for the lack of a better phrase, having something to upload on YouTube because it's it's an avenue. And for me, man, that is an avenue I have been wasting for years. I used to make a, a literal video a day. They weren't good. There was nothing fantastic, mm. special, or wonderful about them, but it was it was content, and you know whether you enjoyed it or not. All two people who watched it, you know, and I, I used to make various World of Warcraft videos that allowed people to find my stream. And you're absolutely right, man. Even like you said, even uploading a video a week, having two, three, four videos a month, simply allows people to see your name, your brand, your face, whatever. They 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 you know they they maybe they find your merch store, maybe they find your Twitch channel, your Twitter. They follow you. They buy this. They do that. It's just another level, another form of support. And man, yeah, I have I been to. terrible at it re- uh, for years now. I've just been streaming, which has been great. No complaints about the streaming aspect, but 
you know, something I'm, I'm personally trying to do and do better is the YouTube thing again. So, yeah, I think, I think you're right, man. I think you're right. I, yeah, was there more that you wanted to say? Type thing. Oh, I, the merch store thing just reminded me. I just need to work on that whole merch store thing. Yeah, Jack, get on it, man. I have like a t-shirt on mine. Let me tell you how important buying a t-shirt is. Woohoo. I, uh, it's go, something man. I've been, I've been trying to, to, you know, get more t-shirts on my store, but I am, Again, I'm so bad. I think for me, not I, I don't want this to, to be an interview about me, so pardon my indulgence for a moment, but for me, I get so wrapped up and I get so excited about streaming. Like I love I love streaming, man. I, like I've been doing it for years and I genuinely look forward to sitting down and streaming for, you know, 4 to to 12 hours or 4 to 8 hours. I I do I stream twice a day. I I do like morning, afternoon, and I do uh, nighttime. Okay. And I, mm. I love sitting down doing it because it's just something I get excited about. But I oftentimes neglect other aspects of the business, so to speak. The YouTubes, the merch stores, updating my overlay. I mean, just it's... I'm guilty as charged. And it's something I'm trying to get better at. And I, it's something I know I need, need to be better at. And for anyone listening who happens to, to you know, want to get into streaming, don't just focus on one thing, guys. This is, this is how I feel about it, but get videos out there too. Get something out there as well. It could literally be something as simple as Twitch highlights. I know they're kind of running rampant right now, and I know there are a ton of people out there doing it, but mm -hmm. work on Works. something else. You know, whether, again, that be a YouTube video, whether that be a blog or, you know, interviewing other people. Like, you know, one of the main reasons why I wanted to start doing this podcast is because it gives me content to put up on YouTube. It allows me to network with awesome people. It allows me to start talking to other people and bouncing ideas off of other people. It allows me to introduce other people to my audience. And it's just, it was a no-brainer and something that I, I'm trying to get better at. So, anyway, I didn't mean to take the spotlight away from you for a moment, so forgive me for that. But Helping out your master plan. Yeah, well, you know, you do what you got to do, Jack. But what what about more long term? Like, you know, you have this degree. Like, I have a big bad bachelor's in psychology, which means nothing, by the way. You can do nothing with a bachelor's in psychology. It's, it's the most, wor most worthless degree in the world. But I had this psychology degree that, you know, if if my Twitch channel got ripped out from under me, I don't know what I'd do other than like you know working at Best Buy again because that's that's where I came from more or less. Is a retail background, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to paint that into a bad light. I love my time at Best Buy, but for you, like you know, a year, two years, five years down the road, do you think that there's room on the internet for like you know, 30, 40, 50 year old streamers? There is. This is. It's a very rhetorical question, of course. You know, if you have an audience, yeah. cool, go for it. But like you know, some people step away from streaming. You know, some people don't want to stream long term, and it's a very short term thing for them. And I know you can't predict the future, but Clearly, you know, everyone has a goal, a desire, you know, some kind of perspective on what they want to be doing five to ten years down the road. Most people wind up not doing those things, but where, where's your heart and your head at right now for that? Um, I'm not really of the mindset, at least, to be able to set those kind of like long-term sort of goals, right? Of like, oh, I want to be at flow this point kind of by guy, eh? this level sort of thing. Well, yeah, I mean... I'm, streamed for almost five years like it, it took a number That's, of years wow. to get partnered and yeah and never really was my end goal to get partnered until i was a couple of years into it mm -hmm. it was more like am i just having fun doing this yes all right i'm gonna keep on doing this this is great 
um i was like working two two jobs when i was in community college and like streaming was just like a cool way to be able to both play video games and meet new people and be able to hang out with yeah people, right that was pretty much it for me and that was just a simple equation of like something i enjoy so for me i don't really have any uh, aspirations of like stepping away from it or stopping anytime soon um i think it would take like a lot to get me to move away from streaming because it's already something i just really enjoy doing and sure. It's fun to be able to step in and basically just hang out with friends and play video games. Like one of the the big memories I had, like as a kid, was sitting on the couch behind my brothers, watching them play uh, like the Genesis or watching them play N sixty four or something like that. And since there was, you know, we only had two controllers, you know, both of them were playing, and I'd ask them about what's going on. I'd ask them like what they're doing, ask them to describe how things were going. A little bit later on, we got multiple controllers. I was able to play around with them as well. So, you know, it started growing and you're able to actually have that kind of shared experience with people. And that's more what I kind of see streaming is, you know, for somebody that is new to the game or is fresh to something, you're able to to teach them something. You're able to share something with them. If it's something that, oh, they're very experienced with this, then you're able to meet new people from streaming. You know, you're able to meet new groups from streaming. You're able to actually, you know, I love that, man. I, I absolutely love that. Uh, you know, incorporating people, you know, pulling people in, allowing them, you know, to 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 help understand what 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 they want to do and what you're doing, and the connection that 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 lies there. That's so cool, man. And I know that sounds like a no, that's a. Of course, you're like, of course, you're going to say it sounds cool. But no, I mean, like for me, like I'm I'm a very people. I mean, that's why I went into psychology is is the whole people aspect. Like, I'm a people you know, oriented person. I love learning about people and understanding people and building relationships with people and stuff like that. And uh, it, it excites me like on, on, on a personal level when I see streamers who are involved with their community, people who want to educate and or entertain. And yeah, that's kind of the whole point of Twitch, right? You grow a community, you educate and or entertain. Duh. But oftentimes you can tune into a Twitch streamer and you can be like, you know what, this guy, this gal, uh, I don't, I'm, you just don't connect with them. You don't really, you don't really believe them, I suppose, if, if that makes sense. But, you know, when, you know, we've talked about Sloot a bunch, you know, we're inter I'm interviewing him tomorrow and Sloot's been streaming forever. And, you know, we, we're talking to you today and you've been streaming for five years and you can go to, you know, his channel, you can go to your channel, and you can tell, just, I mean, literally, right away, you can tell that you guys, you're not doing it, you know, for the paycheck, you're not doing it because you're, you, the expectation has been set, you're doing it because you're passionate about it, because you enjoy the people that you've, you've cultivated in, in, in the, your community, the people who, you know, you, you've, you've integrated into your community and brought into your community. And I think that says a lot about you as people, and, and I know this is kind of like, you know, gushy, for, the, for lack of a better word, <laughs> but it, I, th I think it's so important to shine the spotlight on, on, on the positive and, and to really promote and, and, and uplift the people who improve the platform. If, does that make sense? So wholesome. Well, I'm a wholesome guy. What can I say? Listen, I'm going to run this island real quick, and then I'm going to let you uh, go. Are, are you with me for another, like, right. ten minutes? So, yeah, you bet. Sweet, man. So, we've talked about Mythic Plus, we've talked about healing, we've talked about UIs and whatnot. 
A moment ago, and I, I'm I'm one of four kids, okay? I've got three sisters, one older, who lives in Germany, as we've already discussed, two younger. Mm -hmm. And we had, you know, in 64 growing up, we had Nintendo, Super Nintendo, etc. I never, like, I was that selfish younger or older brother that always had to have the controller. I always had to be the guy, <laughs> player one. But for you being, you said you're the younger of three brothers, is that correct? Uh, two brothers, one sister. So the the young, so I'm so you are the youngest though. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So you're mm -hmm. you're the you're the little guy who happens to be like six twelve, six eleven. <laughs> six twelve would be seven feet. I know. Don't worry. Um, there you go. That's the math. But how you're what six four six four? Yeah, six four. My God. But um, like, do you do you ever does your family ever tune into your stream? Do they talk about stuff? Do you ever be like, well. You may have hogged the controller back then, but look at me now kind of a deal. Does that ever get brought up in conversation? Not really. Um, well, this, this question went like, south fast. Fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. My parents had more traditional jobs type stuff, so uh, they never were like super big fans of, you know, for one, playing lots of video games. <laughs> even though they got us game systems as kids. Um, nor are they like big fans of like the idea of like streaming and stuff like that and doing that after I just got a degree sure. in something something that isn't psychology. <laughs> Maybe this <laughs> useless oh, degree. Yeah. <laughs> Completely pointless. Don't ever do it. So, yeah. how how do they feel now? Like, are they a bit more supportive and understanding? I have a story after you after you go. Uh, uh I guess so. I don't know. I, I honestly like. I'll, I'll I'll see you the holidays. You know. I mean, they <laughs> they help me. You know, they help me out. They help me move uh, from DC to Texas, which was huge of them, and I always appreciate that. Right. Of course. Um, so it's not like I'm being disowned or anything like that, but it just I think it's more just like the disagreement um, so far. Them using the good old like, oh, we're worried about this, and you know. Stuff like that. Like, mom, don't worry. I have a Raider.io of 2400. I'm fine. There you go. Tell her, don't go, worry right? about it. You know, listen, yeah. my, 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 my dad passed away years ago, so I can't use him as a reference, but my mom, back when I was in, I was, I was in high school from 2000 to 2004, and bless her heart, I would, we talked about EverQuest earlier, I would literally, mm -hmm. literally skip school to play EverQuest. <laughs> I'm not advocating this, by the way. This is not as this was not smart of me. This is not, this is not something kids. exactly. Please don't go to school for psychology. Go for it. Go for the math. Follow the accounting direction, the financing direction. But um, you know, it's one of those things to where I would skip school and I would play EverQuest, and my mom, rightfully so, would get furious. And oftentimes I would do it behind her back because, you know, I would instead of driving to school. In you know my junior or senior year, I would drive to a friend's house and play EverQuest on his computer. And again, bless her heart, she was just uh, she didn't know what to do because I was dealing with my father's passing and she was dealing with you know her husband's passing, and it was just it was a very difficult time for us because we were all you know being challenged in different ways. And you know I often, thankfully, she's I love she's a lovely woman. Thankfully, I can joke with her nowadays. Be like, Mom, listen, all that skipping school, look what it's led to these days. But you know, I I find that it is very difficult for people to understand, you know, like this 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 path, right? This career path, this job, whatever you want to call it, because it's not. Like, even as popular as it is nowadays, it's not the norm, right? People still have a hard time grasping... Oh, so hold on. You have people 
Oh, I just died in this island. Don't judge me. You have people <laughs> who watch you on the internet and they give and you died money. Islands that are new. What? Content? Listen, I'm not 2400 Raider. <laughs> I don't have some crazy skill set like somebody here. But you know, it's it's one of those things to where it it never ceases to amaze me how difficult it is for people to comprehend, you know, the idea, the concept of Twitch and. <laughs> It might, you know, my mom, again, she's a great sport. She, uh, she loves what I do now. Like, I have this, I have this Christmas tree in my office that I've been, um, creating ornaments for when people sub and stuff. And she's like, how's your Christmas tree doing? Like, she's so awesome with it. And it took her a while to get there. Not in a bad way. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying she was, you know, she wasn't a supporter from the get-go. Because, you know, she's my mom. Of course she wants to support me in that regard. But it's difficult for people to grasp, right? And, and, you know, you... You probably understand exactly where I'm coming from in that regard, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's just something that isn't really the, the norm for them. Uh, that's okay. So Yeah, exactly. It is okay. It's just one of those you know, yeah. it's one of those things to where, you know, some people get it, some people don't, and uh I I I, I hope that, you know, my hope is that as time goes on and you know things like Twitch become a bit more widespread and understood that uh, people can have a bit more fun with it, I suppose, for lack of a better word. <laughs> because yeah. it should be fun, right? Like, it's, it's, it's actually kind of weird for me whenever, you know, friends or family I know in real life tune in, and, and it does happen from time to time. I have some ex-co-workers that watch me, and it's like, it's, it's, it's amazing, but it's weird, right? Like, you, you know me as Ryan, you don't know me as Brutal. So many people know me as Brutal because, you know, that's, that's the whole online, you know, my online moniker kind of a deal. But it's it's also awesome having you tune in and watch, right? It's it's such a such an interesting interesting concept, I suppose. Yeah, and uh, I, I know the feeling. I mean, everyone getting called Jack more than the government name. <laughs> uh, Wait, your name's uh, not days. Jack. What? Uh, I know, right? What? Wow. Oh my goodness! There's all kinds of revelations that are happening here. <laughs> let me tell you, all kinds. So, yeah, I, I think it is interesting, but it's also one of those things that, well, it's only going to kind of grow and only going to kind of oh, develop yeah. from here. It's always funny when people are like, oh, I can't understand why you'd watch somebody play video games. And then you're discussing this while watching football or something exactly. like that. You're like, well, yeah, I, mean, I know <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a very common analogy, but it's very true. I mean, you know, 100 years ago, the concept of of millions and millions of people tuning in to watch a game like, you know, the Super Bowl or the World Cup or whatever the case may be. It, it was it it wasn't possible because TV didn't really exist in that medium at the time. You know, there there wasn't an infrastructure to get that kind of information into that many people's homes and so on and so forth. But now here we are, hundred years later, twenty eighteen going on twenty nineteen, and it's been around for what sinking you know thirty, forty, fifty years. The Super Bowl's been. I don't listen. I'm not a football guy. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but it's just it's one of those things to where you know. Do you think Twitch could get to that level? Who knows, right? Who knows? We'll we'll see. Time will tell. Do you have it's any? Also, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, it's also just like a great equalizer in many ways, you know, where it is so accessible to so many people. You've seen recently there's been a really big rise of like more accessible uh, controllers, for example, for people mm -hmm. with disabilities. So they're able to be able to play the same kind of games, perform the same level of actions uh, that anybody else could, you know, based off of more controllers. I think Absolutely. Sony has some system that's coming out. That has just a really wide variety of um, 
different ways that you are able to utilize it, right? I've helped a couple people out with their UIs who have been focused primarily on like the actions with just one hand, for example, right? That's, or that's one crazy. hand has more dexterity than another one, right? And how they're able to perform those same actions. And I've seen some like an amazing improvements just to be able to put more actions onto it using things like a Razor Naga, for example, or Corsair Scimitar, having all the buttons under the side, right? It's just one little small thing, but making those things more accessible has been, I think, really huge. Absolutely. I, 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 and, and again, going back to you know an earlier point in, in, in this discussion is I love seeing people get involved in that way, right? Like I love seeing people be able to, to adapt and, and overcome and improve and, and incorporate. It's just, it, it excites me as, as a person. I think there's, there's such a promising, bright future for gaming and for streaming or whatever streaming might eventually evolve into because, you know, Twitch is... You know, the all you know, it's it's all the rage. It's the hotness right now in 2018. Again, going on into 2019, but 2025, 2030. Who knows, man? Like you know, VR is always you know lurking in the background. There's augmented reality. And that's a whole other topic that I know very little about myself. So I'm not going <laughs> to pretend to know that I know anything about it. But who knows what's going to happen in the future, man? It's it's. I think it's promising. I think it's exciting, and I'm excited to see where it leads. Yeah, Jack. Uh, I'm sorry. You... Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, Jack. I I really appreciate your time, my man. You have been a great conversationalist. I appreciate you carrying this conversation uh, because I I think I tried to derail us and ruin it every 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 which way. I'm, I do apologize. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> you've fun. been you've been fun. wonderful. You've been wonderful. Listen, I know you're gonna text Slute after this and tell him to skip the interview tomorrow. Please don't <laughs> do that, okay? Please don't tell him to sleep in or anything like that. I was talking to Sloot. I'm like, hey, Sloot, what time do you want to talk? He's like, I don't know, uh, 11. I'm like, are you awake at 11 a.m.? <laughs> He's like, listen, I get up when I get up. I'm like, all right, I'm trusting you. I thought you were going to skip right. out on today. You were like two minutes uh, later. I thought you abandoned all hope. Two minutes. Uh, I messaged you before noon. I messaged you at like 11.58. Be like, all right, give me one second. Right. You're there. You're there. Oops, oh, my goodness. You're awesome. Hey, I'll no, be I'm, there. I'll be there. I I know it's easy for me to sit here and and you know, you know, rain down praise upon you for jumping on the stream and whatnot. But I really I really do want to 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 say how much I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy, and I know you got your own stream and stuff to handle and promote and whatnot. And speaking of, please take another brief moment or as long of a moment as you want. Let people know where they can find you and why you're so pleasant to tune in to to, to watch and listen to. I appreciate it. Brutal. It's been a pleasure being on your stream once again. Like you said, it's been a while. It's been like nine or ten months or something. It has, it has. One of these days, I could hunt you down at conventions. Right? <laughs> I have to go adult, to a convention adult. for that to happen. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know. So support <laughs> Brutal so you can go to conventions, guys. Well, there you go. Oh my uh, but of course, uh, like Brutal mentioned, all things healing, minus Rusted Druid. Sort of. Sorry, <laughs> Rusted Druids. But... I love Mythic Plus uh, on Priest and Mistweaver. I also write the guides on Wowhead for Disc and Holy Priest. Are you also qualified for a... that? Oh, I get I get asked that every day. <laughs> I tell you. <ya. laughs> uh, also working on a Mythic Plus pushing guide, uh, more advanced guide, Ooh. more advanced tips and tricks and everything like that towards pushing keystones. Uh, we're still feeling out a couple of the little differences of some of the dungeons because they changed up some teaming infested routes. Overall, I think I got it all squared away, so that should be out uh, coming up next week. But all kinds of good content for healing. 
you be sure to check out at twitch.tv slash automatic jack j-a-k as well as automaticjack.com or on twitter by the same handle so i'll, I'll look at the consistencies you know it's pretty I, nice I, having uh everything being the same thing it, it, it breaks my heart when i when i see someone who's like you know automatic jack on twitter automatic jack on youtube and it's like automatic jack with like two k's or like eight k's <laughs> or like automatic you know jake or something like that like that wouldn't be I any hate good that guy i hate that guy <laughs> And Jake, fella. Listen, man, get out of here. Are you streaming today? Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably hop on in a uh, half hour or so. Very good, very good. I know if you're listening to a recording of this, then who knows when Jack's going to be streaming again. But please go check this guy out on, on Twitch, on YouTube and whatnot. I promise you, if you are a person who enjoys um, you know, raiding, specifically dungeoning, Mythic Plus style, if you're a healer, unless you're a rest of Druid, Tune into this guy, <laughs> listen to this guy, learn from this guy. He will help you become a better version of you, I promise. His name is Jack. My name is Brutal Jack. Any closing comments, sir? Oh, thanks again for having me on. Had a blast. No, no, don't thank me. Thank you, sir. Get out of here, buddy. Go stream. We'll talk to you later. I appreciate you, my man.